Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Anton on One podcast. So for this radio series, this next episode, I am very honored and honestly a little bit nervous because I have a radio legend. He is one of the hosts of The Morning Rush on Monster RX 93.1, an events host, a Pokemon lover, a dog owner like myself. And based on my experience, he is a professional with an amazing work ethic. Welcome to the show, Chico Garcia! Yeah! Hey, Hello. long time no see, no talk. So yeah, like uh, it's been a while, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't really think that the next time that we would get to talk to each other yeah. would be as a guest on your I, podcast. Nax, congratulations! I, honestly, I'm, 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 I'm still kind of nervous, honestly. Um, and when you said long time no see, I would say long time no see, but but not long time no here, because even if we haven't like talked in person in years, right. when you started talking, I felt it felt so familiar. I guess because I've just been <laughs> yes. I've been hearing you um through the years and all that. But then mm-hmm. I want to ask anyway, you know, how how have you been? Um I, I understand that you've you've gone through different there there have been a lot of there have been a lot of changes eh, with with how radio was and then you mm. throw in the pandemic and everything. I feel like you know everything just keeps changing. So I mean just today, how is Chico Garcia? Uh, doing well. I mean, uh, I think um, we have really been thanking our lucky stars that, you know, as far as radio stations are concerned, as we, as you all know, this is a very difficult time for, for our industry. Uh, we kind of knew that there, will, that there was a shift coming, you know, uh, but we didn't expect it to be this soon and i think it was accelerated because of the pandemic but um yeah i mean uh, we're pretty lucky that we were one of the very few stations that actually stayed on air Uh, if i'm not mistaken we're one of the first who actually you know thought of why don't we just like go on air via like zoom or you know some sort of platform where we can um, go on air so while most stations were just playing music or just le- letting the technicians uh, spin the, the records. Um, we were actually pretty fortunate. Uh, pretty early on, I remember we were only off air, I would say, a week mm-hmm. after the initial lockdown. And then after that, we started going on air. And, you know, it was pretty challenging. It's not the same but with, the, with the lag and the internet yeah. problems and... So many other factors. And remember, it's different when you're not there. You, you would know this. You're in radio. Yeah. Like talking to somebody on a screen is a little different from talking to somebody who's right in front of you. The, the, the repartee is faster. The reaction time is faster. Uh, it's just a little bit, you know, it really takes a lot of getting used to. But we did, you know. And um, we have a lot of stops and starts. Uh, for a time there, we thought, Oh, we're all, we're almost there. We're almost back to normal. And then, you know, Delta strain and Lord yeah. knows <laughs> what other strain is coming out. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, there's a shift. But right now, I would say we are still mid-shift. So as of the moment, I don't want to talk too soon. Mm-hmm. I just like to say that right now we're status quo. I'm very thankful for the status quo that we have, which is we're still on air. Uh, we still have a job, which is the most important part. We're still on air. And every day that we still get to do the show, I'm very thankful that we still get to do it. So right now, that's where we are. But, but the thing is, with the, the difference now is that 
um, some of the hosts are in are in the studio and some of you guys uh, are just at home and you said that mm-hmm. we're mid-shift nga. Have you gotten used to it at this point? I mean, it's one year of this compared to the many years you've had it. It's it's still, it's still you know, it feels in comparison. But then at this point, do you still, does it feel normal or does it still feel weird that you, you wake up and then you don't need to go to the station all the time and the people you talk to aren't physically with you all the time? Uh, it, it, you know, you'll get used to it. I mean, it's a little difficult. For me, the biggest thing, okay, this is a technical side of it that most yeah. people probably don't realize. But um, for me, the biggest difference is not being able to hear yourself. You know, when you're, when you're on Zoom or StreamYard, you get to hear who you're talking to. But you hear yourself not in your earphones, oh, but like, yeah. yeah. Unlike in radio, you would know this. Um, you get to hear yourself mm-hmm. uh, f- from your headphones. Yeah. So that's the big difference. And until now, um, that that you know, it's still kind of like gets me a little off balance. Yeah. That's why diba, before we started, I was asking you, how do I sound? Because I'm not used to it. I'm not used to hearing yeah. myself. You, so, from the, from the a, point of view of the mic, because I can uh-huh. hear myself, you know, from, your, my from your mouth to your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah from my that, mouth to that. my ears, but not from the from, not from my headset. So, for for professionals like DJs, voice talents, that's so difficult. That's a huge deal. Yeah. It's really difficult. I, 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 if I could just make one suggestion, actually, the microphone I have right now, if you want to do check, it's, it's called the Shure MV7. You can actually, the, the earphones are actually plugged to the mic. So <gasps> as I talk, I hear myself. I mean, it's, you it, can it, hear yourself. It was a much big investment, but I felt like, you know, if this is what I want to do podcasting, talking, virtual hosting, I got to put some money in it. And it actually helps that I get the. It's, it's it has that radio it has that radio vibe. Did you? I am going yourself? to message you after this. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I'll I'll link you. I'll link you. But anyway, going back to what you said about how hmm. you know you feel really blessed that you guys are still alive, you still have your show running and all yeah. that. I think one of the reasons why it still runs, um, regardless of the pandemic, is that you have an amazing, like I said in the intro, you have an amazing work ethic and. Um, just to share a quick story, when I was uh, when I was part of the Radio One program. So for those who don't who don't know what that is, it would kind of am I right to assume that, to say that it's kind of like the internship of of Monster. It's like if you yeah, wanna the student wanna, program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanna try out being a jock, but you're still a student, or it's kind of like a part time thing. So I did mm-hmm. that for a couple of years, and one of the things you get to do there is to do takeovers. So if there is a jock who is absent, or and there are some missing slots, you can fill it in. You can go for a day. You can fill up for a show. And usually, um, those it, it never happens in the morning rush, man. Obviously, but the show before that, um, I think it was like a three to. S- 2 to 6 a.m., sometimes 2 to 6 a.m., yeah. sometimes 3 to 7 a.m. Yeah. So I did a few mm-hmm. of those. And the, the show after that is your show, The Morning Rush. And each time I did it, I did it probably like just four times. But each time I remember you always come in early, at least 30 or 15 minutes before, and then you start working already. You start preparing. Mm-hmm. And um, from my experience with the radio, sometimes, I'm not saying all, Vincent, you can go there, Sakta na when the show starts and then during the breaks, that's when you think of the stuff you're going to do. That's when you prepare. But what you do is you, you just have this, I can, I can compare it to like 
NBA players. Like they have this routine. Mm-hmm. Each game, they're gonna have this one specific routine, and they're religious to it. Where did that whole work ethic um, thing of Chico Garcia start? Like, is it something you kind of just developed through the years? Was there a mentor who told you this? Like, how did you develop that? Um, I guess it started at the very. St- I mean. To begin with, I think even as a student, I've been always, I've always been, you know, what you would call like a nerd. Like I would always be like, if you tell me to be there by this time, and even as early as in our family, my parents, because they were sticklers for, for being on time, even if you're not meeting up with them, like when I were meeting up with somebody, they would be like, if, if it's, let's say, if we're supposed to meet up at 7 by 6.30, my mom would be, or would be saying na. Oh, late na tayo. Bilisan nyo. You know? So I guess it's been instilled very early on. But professionally, I would say it was, you know, the DJ who trained me. The very first time that I entered radio was not in RX. It was actually in um, 99.5 RT. That's where I started. Uh, I worked there for a year. And the guy who was in charge of training me was Vincent Price. And I would always credit him for everything that that I know about radio, he was so strict, but in a good way. Not strict na power, power trip, ah. not, uh-huh. not that kind of uh, strict. But, you know, like, he, like, and he always led by example. Like, if he mm-hmm. told me never to be late, he, he would also late. never, he was never late. Okay. And even when I wasn't a trainee anymore, and let's say for, you know, there was, let's say there was a, a slot switcher and he came after me, he would do that. I mean, I guess what you saw that I was doing, that's what I saw with him. He was he was uh, my mentor. He can do whatever he wants. He can come in three hours late if he wanted to. He can be absent if he wanted to. And I'm not going to get mad. He's who, the guy who taught me everything. Yeah. But he was always there, like 30 minutes before, always prepared. And, you know, even before I was finished, he was already standing right behind me, mm-hmm. getting ready to, you know, take over the, the, the shift. So... Yeah, I mean, I guess it was just something that was instilled in me in all aspects of my life, from family to, to professionally. So when I started working, it stuck to me. Because that was him. I mean, he was like, he was a big guy, you know, and he was still never late. He could afford to be late. He was my, he was the one who was training me. He can just go, okay, go on board, you know, I'll get, have a cup of coffee downstairs. And I'd be perfectly fine with it. I'm like, yeah, sure, go. You know, you're my mentor. But he didn't, you know, he was there. So I never forgot that. And um, I guess it's the idea of I'm pretty sure the guy after me, you know, won't mind if I'm late, but I don't want that. You know, it's me. It's not him or her. Yeah. It's, it's on me. So I don't want people waiting for me. I don't want people not being able to leave because I was too lazy to get up. You know, it was, it's, it's just a thing that, you know, I grew up with. I feel like the, the important thing there, because... I think it would be easy as someone who has just been working for a few years. When the when you just start, when the bosses are watching, it's easy to be like, okay, 110% all the time. Now it's the real world. Like it's okay, now it's game time. But mm-hmm. from your answer and your story, it's something that started with your family. It's something that that you do even outside of work. So I feel like, you know, j- just an insight I got there is. If you want to have those good values and good habits in the workplace, I think it's important to have it even outside. Like you, you, It's not something that you just turn on when it's time to be professional. I mean, you have to have those same set of values no, 
with yeah. all the other aspects of your life. It's true. Um, I guess it's like, you know, I, I would like to say that it's pride in your work. You know, because you know, I can be late if I wanted to, you know, like like you said, you know, I've logged in my hours, you know, I don't think the newer DJs would be like angry with me. I can always say, hey, you know, I've been working in radio the longest. I can afford to be a jerk if I wanted to, but I don't want to, you know, that's the, that's the whole point. Um, it's not so much, I mean, I do what I do, not because of what other people will think of me. I'm not doing it so that people will think I'm professional or so that they will sing me praises. It just seems like the right thing to do, you know? And um, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't, apparently not, not everyone believes the same thing, but for me, I do it for me, you know? Yeah. And I, I really don't like the feeling of making people wait for me. I don't put people in... In, in categories na ito hindi ko pwedeng paghintayin because this is a celebrity. Oh, this one is below me so I can make these people wait. I don't like putting people in categories. For me, I don't like making people wait, period. So Everyone's the um, same. Everyone's the same. So whether it's somebody who's like a boss figure or somebody who's like somebody who's like a beginner, I'm still going to come on time because, you know, you know what's happening. So, That's the right thing to do. Okay. Yeah. I wanna ask. I wanna ask in a little bit. Um, I wanna. I wanna talk about your career, the the entirety mm. of it. Just looking back at it. But first, I want us to backtrack. And you already mentioned how um, your start in radio. Mm. So let's go back. I wanna know. I mean, the, people have heard your voice, and they heard they've heard so many stories that you've told. But what's Chico's story? How did you end up in radio in the first place? I am actually the last person. Anyone who knew me in like grade school or high school, you know, even when I do get to meet uh, some of my grade school, high school classmates, they, that's the same thing that they would say. Like that I'm the last person they could imagine who would be on radio because I would be the most quiet person in class. I rarely spoke. I guess what you hear on the radio is not what my classmates saw when we were younger. I'm, I was painfully shy. Actually, I still am. I, I you know, it's. I guess it's just a professional. It's kind of hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? But you know, when it's time to work, it's time to work. But I am painfully shy. Put me in social situations. I'm still the same person. It takes me a long time to warm up. I mean, if I'm if I feel comfortable with you, then yeah, I would become the the chico on the radio that that you're familiar with. But in general, if if I just met you. You know, it'll take, I'm pretty sure you would remember probably the first time we met is, is very different from, let's say, when we already saw each other a couple of times, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a warm-up kind of guy. You know, I, I don't start off revving. You know, it's more like a warm-up first and then after a few minutes, then okay, let's rev it up a little bit. If I feel yeah. comfortable with you, then it comes out. You know, the personality comes out. So I am the last person who would get into radio? I have never in my life dreamt that I would be on radio. Now, why did I get into this? Because I got into broadcasting. I actually started out with AB English in college. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a writer. And then I asked my advisor, I said, because we were pretty close, I said, ma'am, can you just be honest with me? What will I be when I grow up, after I graduate? If I, if I keep on with my creative writing, am I going to be the next 
you know, Michael Crichton? Will I be the next John Grisham? And then she goes, you will probably be like me, <laughs> an English teacher. <laughs> I mean, okay. no shade, no shade yeah. when it comes to like English teachers. It's just that it wasn't, I didn't see teaching as part of my plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, I'm not, I don't know if I've got what it takes to be a teacher. So what are my options? And then that's when she brought it up. She goes, yeah, you know what? You're pretty creative, but I don't know if you would be a good teacher. Have you tried journalism? Because that's like, you can get like a job job, you know, mm-hmm. in a newspaper, in a magazine and whatever. And it pays much higher than um, a teacher. And I go, and you can get it advertising. There you go. That's another thing she said. So I go, okay. So is it okay if I shift? She goes, go for it. You know, go for it. So I took up journalism and then I was too creative for it. My teacher said, uh, you know what? Your reports sound like novels. You're just supposed to say 38-year-old man yeah. was jailed for like, you know, for having drug paraphernalia, blah, blah, blah. I would start my articles with the afternoon sun crept Story. into the dark, dank <laughs> cell. <laughs> so am I going to find it's like, you're not telling a story. You're just telling us what happened. You want to get into broadcasting? You might want to shift because, you know, that's where you can be like really creative and you can get into advertising. So advertising was really, I guess, what was in my head. So when I transferred to broadcasting, that's when I met a lot of extroverts who wanted to be newscasters, artistas, uh, radio DJs. So I started hanging out with a lot of them. And then one of my closest friends said, you know, let's, let's apply. Let's apply in a radio station. I'm like, I don't want to be in a radio station. You know, I'm, I'm going to be an advertiser. And he goes, like, just go with me. Okay. So just go with me. You don't have to pass, you know, just be there and apply with me. Para lang may ako. So I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. So we applied and uh, a lot of things were happening in that radio station at the time. So I guess they didn't have the bar. So I, this is not false modesty. I was terrible. I was terrible. But I guess they, it was slim pickings. And uh, I guess I was there at the right time. Mm-hmm. And then they called me back and then they said, well, do you want to be a DJ? I was like, do I want to be a DJ? Mm, okay. I did apply. So they this started training out of me. No, I was still in college. Oh, okay. So I was, four, I was fourth year and um, I only had my thesis left. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a lot of spare time. So I go, okay, why not? You know? So before I knew it, I was working. Um, I got delayed graduating because I stopped going to my, you know, uh, thesis classes. I failed my thesis because I stopped going. Okay, this is the do not do part if you're listening and you're in college. Um, But yeah, it took quite a while. And I was already in Rx for a couple of years by the time I actually got my diploma. Because I kept not enrolling. I don't know what you call that. What was was stopping you from, from, from finishing it? You know... You know, I was a kid. I was probably 18 at the time, 19. I don't know. I don't know how old or 20. No, no, no. Probably early 20s. Yeah. And it was an exciting time. 
you know, like I have a job. I'm not even graduated yet. And I have a job and it's not just a job. It's a job I never thought I would have. I was on radio, you know. And uh, when I transferred to RX, it's like so many things were happening. You know, I was doing the sign-on slot, which is like usually the flagship um, slot of any radio station. So, so many things were, were, were happening in my life. And I was discovering that, you know, the world is such a, such a big adventure, you know. So, yeah, that kind of took the back seat. That's why usually when I get to talk in schools, I always tell them, finish school first yeah. <laughs> before you, you know, like, you know, before you start thinking of like working, finish school first. Because thank goodness I got to finish um, eventually. Took a while. Because it's thesis na lang, di ba? I didn't have to yeah. actually go to class, you know, regularly. But yeah, so after that... Um, it was literally something that fell on my lap and I just ran away with it, you know? And yeah. I said, okay, let's do it. It's interesting when we hear, when I hear stories of people who've already, they're already masters of their craft. Like, you know, oh, he is, right, he's been doing this thing for so long. You've been doing radio for so long. But the story together is you went, you went to point A, which led you to point B. Like, it's always like a chain of events. And, and, for me, with my with my few years, how I ended up in podcasting, I started dancing, I fell in love with performing, and then I joined the pageant. Then I'm like, oh, I like this talking thing. So I did hosting, then I went radio for a while, mm-hmm. then I went TV, and then now I'm in podcasting. But I still don't know if this is where, like, if this is where I'm meant to be. Like, I know it's where I'm meant to be for 2021. 2020, 2021. Maybe 2022 as well, but I don't know in five years if I'll still be here. Was there a moment where you knew that radio was the one? That it's so funny that you should bring that up because that was exactly what what happened to me. You know, it's like uh, even my my mom was like, "When I okay, I'm sure you've had your fun now in radio. Yeah. Uh, now it's time to get a real job. When are you getting a real job?" And I always got that over and over again, and. The recurring theme in, in my life, I, I, I realized, not to take away anything from me as a decision maker, but things tended to happen. It's not like I want to be in radio. Okay, I worked for it. Now I'm in radio. I want to do this. You know, parang in literature, my life has been a series of deus ex machina. Like, could, sorry, uh, could you please explain what, what would that Deo, be? Okay, Deus Ex Machina is like machine of God. Uh-huh. It's in, in literature, it's when the hero is trapped, okay? And there's a fire-breathing dragon in front of him. And then there's no way he could escape. Uh-huh. It's sure death. And then a, a big boulder fell from the, from the mountaintop and crushed the dragon to death. Mm-hmm. It's a very. It's actually a. Uh, it's actually considered weak writing when you use Deus ex machina. It means you don't chamba really have. Oh, lahat is chamba, de ba? Parang okay. I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm sure that annoys you when you watch movies. Yung dapat patay na tas bigla really. Yung mga alaming tatalin yung hero tas may truck na dumadaan na biglang merong kuchon dun sa ibabaw. That's Deus ex machina. It's like the hand of God. Parang it's the hand of God that, that gives you like these little things that make things happen for you. But in some strange way, the big things that have happened in my life has always been that. 
chance encounters, things that just fell on my lap. I mean, not that I didn't work for it, pero alam mo yung the opportunities presented themselves. A side effect of whatever you were doing. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Like many aspects of my life have been like that. You know, mm-hmm. somebody coming along saying, hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to... Like, it's always been parang ganon, parang hand of God. I don't know if yeah. I want to think of it like that, but I've, I'm not... My story is not about me working towards a specific goal that I have in mind and then it happens. I still have to work for it. Pero parang a door is always open for me. All I have to do is go inside and then work hard. Gets? Yeah. Like, I put in the work. I put in the hard work. But for some strange reason, I don't go looking for it. It yeah. presents itself. And then, like, so like you said, was there a time when, when I started doing radio, I honestly thought it was just, hey, this is cool. You know, I can go back to UP and say, hey, you know what? I'm a DJ. I'm a radio. <laughs> you know that guy you listen to at 10, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m.? That's me. You know, I thought it was just bragging rights, right? So again, like from there, you know, RX offered me a job. I was, I didn't expect that. You know, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> You're going to put your sign-on slot in my hands? Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? Do you, do you do realize I haven't been working for an entire year yeah. and you're going to put me on the sign-on slot? So, you know, and then that's where I put in the work, you know, and then I thought it was just going to be one of those, okay, let's do this until something comes along. For a while. Uh-uh. But what happened is nothing came along. And then before I knew it, I was like five years, 10 years, 15 years. So it wasn't one moment where I said, uh, Siguro, this is it. But I guess having stayed for years mm-hmm. and not having any reason to leave, because I'll be honest with you, if something came along, probably I would have left, but nothing came along. And I said, well, I guess I'm good at what I'm doing. And I'm enjoying myself at what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'll keep doing it for as long as I can. I mean, even now when, you know, of course, medyo looming na yung idea of, of retiring. But even that, I don't really think about it. I don't yeah. make plans. You know, I, I, I make my plans depending on what's here now. So yes. for now, what are my plans? I have no idea. You know, if, if people don't want me anymore, then yeah, I'll retire. But for as long as... Um, there is a platform, then yeah, you know, I'll do it. Like just very recently, like you were saying, uh, you know, a former partner of mine, uh, Gino, you know, gave me a call and then said, hey, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, you know what? I haven't ever, ever thought of it. Okay, let's do it. So now we have a podcast. Yeah. So it's just that kind of thing. Like if an, an opportunity presents itself, I will grab it and I will work hard for it. And um, yeah, so uh, that's my my game plan all the time. Uh-huh. I don't really think too far ahead, because like one of my favorite sayings is, "How do you make God laugh? Uh, make a plan. Make a plan. When when, <laughs> when man makes a plan, God laughs. Something like that. I've heard, I've yeah, heard something that. like that. Diba? So it's like, and I agree, because sometimes the ones na pagyung super duper 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 kaduper plan planado, parang that's the ones that yeah. parang fall apart. And then yeah. when it's those things that sort of like just comes along, those are I, I don't like the, I, I don't like to use the word destiny because it's too romantic, it's mm-hmm. too it's too flight of fancy. But but yeah, I mean you know if 
if I were to really look back, the big things in my life were almost as if I were destined to come across them. Yeah. You know, the people I came across, the, the opportunities that came that I came across, the the, the career paths that I came across. Um, yeah, those are the ones that lasted through the years. I want to have two questions about the whole this whole hand of God thing. I want to ask, do you ever question? Because I've 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 been guessed, I've guessed a lot of people also ask them about their careers. And a lot of people say that, oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure how I got here, but final things just kind of came into place. There are some people who um attribute it to religion. They said this is specifically God's plan. Like I was mm. meant to be here because all these steps. There are some people who say that well, coincidence, this is how I end up here. Have you tried to rationalize it at least to yourself as to why 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 does this happen like why because i i've i've been raised to plan 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 like if you fail to prepare you're preparing to fail but at a certain point you kind of just gotta just kind of just leave it up eh? have you have you ever like tried to rationalize it like do you do you think it's religion do you think what what do you think about that well you know this is tricky because i i i am uh very faith based but not in a very religious kind of way i don't know if mm-hmm. that i don't know if that works Excuse i'm very spiritual. spiritual there you go i'm very spiritual um i just don't know if you know the way god is explained in in the many ways that i have seen god explained yeah. is something that i can fully get on board with so Yes, I do question a lot of the things like, why am I here? Is there really a purpose to this? But at the same time, there's also the logical side of me that I can always think that, oh, you know what? This is what God planned for me. And this is what, this is my purpose in life. But then there's also that little part of me that says, don't think too highly of yourself. You know, for all you know, it's just, you're just one of billions of people on this planet each one equally as important. You're not any bit more. God didn't like look through the people and say, oh, Chico, you're, you're, a, you're a special one. You know what? I'm going to make you a DJ because you're going to improve <laughs> people's lives. You know, I mean, like, it's nice to think it, but also when you think about it, parang, you know, I don't want to think that I'm any better than anyone else. Yeah. Just like, let's say people who are who have bigger roles in life, like world leaders, uh, people in, in show business, uh, scientists. You know, I don't also want to think that they're better than me yeah. just because they have a bigger role in society as I do. So for me, parang, I do ask the questions, but I don't necessarily try to answer them because I, I honestly don't think they are answerable. I mean, we can try to guess what the yeah. answer is, like if I were to ask, oh, let's let's simplify it. My answer is, what is my role here on earth? What is my purpose here on earth? I can ask that question and I can probably hypothesize many a million kind of answers. possible yeah. answers to that question. But do I have a definitive answer? No. So I don't worry myself too much if I don't arrive at an answer because I know I will not arrive at an answer. Wow. I mean, only God can answer that. And I don't have a landline to God, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's not about to go, oh, bingo, you got it. Yeah. That's the one. And there's no we'll way to probably, find out. Yeah. I mean, 
we I mean I'd like to think maybe when we all die yeah, eventually yeah, yeah, we yeah. will get we'll be like plugged into this like big internet the thing of network of knowledge yeah yeah, yeah. And, and oh so that's that's it but until yes. then we can only guess right so yeah. yeah i ask the questions but i don't pressure myself i say i think it's very important to ask these questions but don't try to answer them because <laughs> you're not going to get to unanswer i mean you can come up with you know theories mm-hmm. but that's about it that's about it You know, you know, sobrang sakto kasi uh, every morning actually, I just want to share, I do this guided meditation with the Headspace app. And today, the, 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 there's always like a, like a lesson or, or a thought. Hmm. Eh. It's about how people always ask these questions, unanswerable questions like the one we just talked about. But you get clarity, like you become at peace with it when the question doesn't seem that valuable anymore. Like it's not answering the question that's going to give you peace. It's when you're at peace with letting go of the question that, oh, I don't actually need to have this answered. Pala. So yeah. I, I think that, 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 that helps in that whole questioning, is this destiny, ba? all that stuff. But anyway, the second thing I wanted to ask you about that whole idea. So yun nga, based on your experiences, you were doing one thing that led you to another that led you to another. And we can only work with the everyday, with what we do today, what we do again tomorrow, what we do again the next day. What Agreed. do you focus on? What is there? Because there's no, it's not, it's not the, oh, I'm working, working, working on this so that I can achieve the next level so I can achieve that next level. Like There's no specific level that is set in your mind. So how do you go about your everyday Um, at least, at least career-wise, like we can just let, let's let's narrow it down to just a career. What do you focus on every day? Okay, because um, TBH, you know, um, I don't do well with the future. Okay. It overwhelms me. You know, I mean, if I open that door, it's like opening the floodgates. You know, what will happen in the future? Uh, Is you know, are we headed for like another pandemic? Is it going to be a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Is it going to be like, you know what I mean? And I'm a very anxious person. It doesn't seem it. You know, I seem very like calm and collected, but I'm actually very anxious. So I take the future in small doses. Right. You know, um, if if it's like, I take little bites. I nibble off of the future. I don't take gulps of it because I can't handle it. If I start thinking about the future, which is an unknown, what's the whole point? You know, I can play around with the future as much as I want. I can imagine myself being president of the universe in the future, or I can be zombie food. I can go either way, right? It's, It's an infinity of what I can foresee What the future will bring. But we don't know what the future will bring until it's there. So for me, I don't like that anxious exercise because I've done it before and it has never ended well. You know, I would end up very, very anxious and worrying about something that's not even there yet. Yeah. And so when it comes to like how I handle my career, my life, I literally just take care of what's in front of me right now. 
Yeah. So for example, am I planning my career, where my career will be five years from now, 10 years from now? Will I be retiring? Will I have money after I retire? Will I be like, you know, selling stuff online? Will I be a podcaster? Will I, I don't know. Right? So my main concern is what's our top 10 for tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going to be my baon? <laughs> What am I going to wear? Yeah. I mean, that's all. Because wow. anything beyond that is overwhelming to me. And that's uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I can I can start looking at okay, how do I plan my life? Dapat in five years I should be earning this much. Dapat when I retire, I should blah blah blah. My investments should be working this way and that way. I mean, I can do that. And every now and then I allow myself to do that. For for logistic sake, gets yeah, but just to make sure that there's there's money, uh, <laughs> you know, by the time I I stop whatever it is I'm doing, but in general I'd like to just put one foot wow. in front of the other, so that I don't get overwhelmed. Because if I'm calm, then I make rational decisions. If I'm agitated, I make illogical decisions. Exactly. And I don't like making bad decisions when I'm frazzled. Yeah. When I'm when I'm stressed, when I'm panicking, when I'm anxious, I don't like making decisions then. That's actually really great and comforting. Because with all this, the talk of the future, the future naman is made up of all the decisions you've been doing. So as long as you're focusing on your present, you're making sure that you're calm, the decisions you're making today are good, it's going to lead eventually, inevitably, it's going to lead to a better future. Because... Um, not, not to throw hate on my mom, which is something I usually do. I like to hate on my mom. Um, <laughs> she raises us in a very I know, a futuristic way. Very mm. uh, Every year, we have this family goal setting. Um, mm. And statistically, based on the book she read, the people who write their goals, more often than not, are the ones who achieve them. Mm. And I, I would I, I, I do the practice. I, I, I'd write my goals. But as I'm getting older, I'm looking at my goals like, like my 10-year goals from 10 years ago, that's not the goals I want to have now. And I would get I would feel guilty because if I not if I don't super feel these goals I'm writing down, I'd be like, ah, major, maybe it's just me being lazy, me not wanting to plan what I'm gonna be doing in five years. Maybe that's just be me being irresponsible. But this mindset shift in it's not that you don't care about your future. It's that you care about your future so much that and you know that the best way to take care of the future is by really being present and taking care of your present, of your today. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thank you. I just because I, I also <laughs> I also have that anxiety yeah, with, with the with the future. Um the pandemic, actually, I'd say the pandemic helped me with that, mm-hmm. with that, you know, clarity because I think now everybody it doesn't care what you no the pandemic doesn't care what your plans are. Uh, you just I, I just given what you said, huh, parang, just you know, just to share with you, parang for me, kasi, when people ask me this, that's one of the, the pieces of advice that I tend to dispense with younger mm-hmm. people. Uh, I'm really just, you know what? It's very good to be goal-oriented. You know, this is my goal, and for some for a lot of people, it works. But I also say be open to the paths that open up to you. I'm not be saying that every I'm not saying that you know everything that opens to you, take you, you take it. But yeah. 
you know, don't close your mind, do it. Because like I said, my plan was to be in advertising. People told me that, oh my gosh, if you become a creative director, you will be earning this much and yes. this much and this much. If I had that in mind, when my, my friend said, let's apply, let's apply sa RT, mag-ano tayo, mag-DJ mm. tayo. And if they called me up, if I stuck to my guns said, no and said, no, 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 this is my goal and nothing can deter me or waylay me or, or you know, make me take a detour to my goal, then I will not be where I am today. Yeah. And I like where I am today. I'm not saying maybe I will also like the version of Chico who, who was a big advertising, advertising guy. Yes, I could yes. be, maybe I'll be two times, three times, ten times richer than I am now. <laughs> but all I'm saying is I like where I am now. And I would never have gotten to where I am because this is not my goal. But I am where I am because I was open to the paths that, that presented themselves. So I'm, just, I'm not saying take everything that comes your way, but I'm like, be open to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't be so one-track-minded that sometimes maybe life is already leading you to where you should be and you're closing your eyes to the possibilities. Yes. So I'm like, just, just be open. Look at all of them. Look at all your options and then make your informed decision after then. Hindi yung hindi mo pa nakikita, ayaw mo na because you're so, yes. you know, you have your blinders on. This is where I want to be, you know, 10 years from now. This so is just where- be open to it. This is where the the saying has to be questioned. And when when we're when we're growing up, because we always hear the um, quitters never win. We always hear that if you quit, that's something wrong. It's a it, but the responsibility for us is to be able to determine when is it when is when is it just sticking through it? Because there, if you have things you want to achieve in life, big things you want to achieve in life, you're always going to go through lots of challenges, lots of problems. It's not going to be easy, but it's on us to determine when is it. Just oh, this isn't easy, gang. But this is just one of the challenges, an obstacle. Or when is it a sign that hey, there's something else that you should be doing, pagan? Maybe you should be turning your attention to something else. So yeah, that's another. I, I think I've been I've been in an offset. I, I, the pandemic also, and um, my, my journaling, my meditating. I've been in a place of re-questioning all the things that I've been taught growing up. But in mentioning um, talking about growing up. Something I grew up with, Tagaga, is is uh, your show, The Morning Rush, when you were still with uh, Dagamar. And when I checked the Wikipedia page, is it correct? The Morning Rush started in 1996? Uh, the, the tandem started in 1996. But you, you did it uh, by yourself? Siguro mga a year before, okay. I already coined. Because the task was... Okay, okay. Sh- quick history. history. Be- before that, Parang radio show slots didn't really have a name. Uh-huh. But it was just like, okay, it's going to be, kunyari, uh, it's going to be Chico from 6 to 10, uh-huh. uh, Anton from 10 to 2, Ria from 2 to 6. Ganun lang. Like, wala siyang title. Mm-hmm. So, when we had a meeting before, that's when we thought, why don't we make it like a show? You know, like, it bulaga. Like, uh-huh. like there's a title, there are portions. So that's that's what we were tasked with, and um, so I went okay. I'll just name since morning the morning rush. I mean, I was very creative with the with the yeah. commute and the traffic. Because, that's that's the first thing that came to mind. The people were stuck in traffic. I mean, I didn't yeah. really think that it was going to be 
one of the longest running shows in yeah. you know Philippine radio history probably I, I guess but you know I, I didn't think of it that way for me it was just like yeah the morning rush at the time so I was like okay let's do it so after that after a year that's when we became a tandem that's in 1996 but 1996. the the morning rush was already maybe a year a year and a half so before okay. that It's I was born I was born in 1996. So I am I I, I don't know if if, ever, if you've ever thought about it but here is the generation I'm part of the generation that grew up with Literally. your show. I'm sure mm. you've heard a lot of people already telling you about how the show helped them. It's it made their, you know, um, commute or ride to school fun, work, all, all all those type of things. But have you ever stopped and just looked at it and be like, "Wow, you know, I've done this Done the show for so long, and the thing is, when you do the show, you're not you're only facing your co-hosts. Like yes, you mm. see before text, to answer mm. the, the the top ten, you you, see, you get texts. Now you get tweets, comments. Like, do you ever just stop and look back at like, wow, I've reached so many people. Like I'm I'm pretty sure you know you weren't thinking of some grade school kid in Ateneo listening to your show, and then you know years later on he asks you to guest on his show. Like have you ever look? Have you ever thought about and pondered on that that whole that whole run that you're having right now uh yeah but i i i tend to like reserve my retrospectives after i've retired <laughs> oh okay. okay no but 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 like i do every now and then because i do get a peek you know like people saying i listen to you ever since i was young and you know every single morning going to school It's great, you know. It's it's fantastic, but I would say, parang a step higher than that is when people share with you. Every now and then, I'll get this, you know, private message, you know, on Instagram or Twitter, and then they'll just, you know, tell me na parang how I literally like save them, you know, from from whatever experience mm-hmm. maybe. The death of a loved one, um, um, you know, uh, depression, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and people who have said that, you know, like literally, I was just hanging on to those those times that I would listen to you guys, and um, those little intervals outside of my head, yeah, like practically, literally saved my life, you know. When it's that kind of level that they tell you the effect that the show has had on them, um, you really feel like like wow, you know. I mean, to us on a regular daily basis, all the work means really is waking up at four thirty, dressing up, going to the station, doing the top ten, going home, and you don't really think about this whole other world out yeah. there like you said all i see are my co- co-hosts i don't really see um you know the other aspects of of like how it affects other people so usually people really when i get interviewed in schools or or, or podcasts or whatever and they ask me what are like the most unforgettable things i can think of like getting awards uh, interviewing <laughs> celebrities Not, not to put those down, but when you realize that you have this effect on people's lives, parang that's a little mind blowing for me. Yeah. Because it no, parang 
obviously it it's it makes you feel good about what you do and you don't feel like your your life is a waste of time and space and oxygen you know mm-hmm. you feel like oh wow okay so maybe there is some sort of worth to what i'm doing and it makes sense to to do what you do on a daily basis does it pressure you though sometimes like when when you first heard because some of those messages are pretty serious eh? it's not the same as oh it was fun for me i would say like you brightened my mornings i mean i wouldn't go as serious you know it's it's not it's i wouldn't you know compare myself to those that um you you, me help save my life you know those Mm -hmm. those heavier ones but Mm -hmm. you do know now that there aren't just a few there are a lot of those listeners you have that your show your work has played that role in their lives like does that when when you started hearing those did the way you look at your work change well yeah yeah i mean like how do i put it i mean not naman to feel self important or anything but but yeah i really just realized na i think i think we we kind of sell entertainment short we always mm-hmm. feel that when somebody is into entertainment, it's not really important. Yes. Na parang, as opposed to if you're a public servant, if you're a doctor, if you're a scientist. Na it's so concrete that like you help people. Na, yeah, like literally, I, yes. I invented the vaccine that yes. you know helps you from uh, from preventing COVID. You know, these are concrete like contributions to the world. Entertainment has always been the parang the the mababaw kapatid of yes. all these other jobs. You know, if you say, oh, I, I'm on radio. I do a, an entertainment radio show. Or, oh, I, I come out in a sitcom. Or, oh, I, uh, I have a podcast. You know, a lot of people tend to not give it too much importance. Yeah. But yeah, with what I've heard from people, uh, I'm like, maybe it's not that shallow, you know? Maybe yeah, entertainment exactly. does play a very important part. You know, sometimes instead of getting into road rage, if you're listening to a podcast mm, or listening to a radio like. station or you're watching, I don't know, something on your phone, then, you know, it takes your mind off of the problems of life. And, you know, maybe we should parang... Give a little pat on the back, naman, for entertainers. You know, it's it's not always that shallow. That akala mo puro puro kababawan lang pag entertainment. You know, there is value to giving laughter. There is value to lightening people's moods during the day. That's right. And uh, it's not something to take lightly, diba? As ironic as it may sound, that laughter is not something to take lightly. Yes, <laughs> diba? Parang it is important. Um, making people laugh. Uh, Putting a smile on their face. I know it sounds corny. It sounds very Miss Universe. But it is important. Um, without it, I don't know what kind of world we would be living in. Yes. Siguro mas maraming violence. Mas maraming. Diba sometimes like when we're like not in a good mood, you just watch your favorite show on Netflix or I don't know. Um, yeah, you, watch, totally. you listen to your favorite podcast. And after that, okay, I'm a little bit better. I, I totally agree. I think that in this pandemic has made it like clearer than ever that there were I would have stretches of not just days but weeks when you just feel like nothing's gonna change there isn't mm. hope I would I rewatched Modern Family I watched exactly. New Girl and I exactly. it's only it's only yeah it's only, now that you mention it it's only looking back that oh, no, like that gave me a sort of ano eh, 
parang there was some progress happening in my life. Like, oh, I'm in this season now. And then you feel this connection to these characters. Even if they're fake, even if you know that it's just 20 minutes, mababaw lang. But that, that build up of having something to go to every now and then that you're sure is gonna sort of lighten the mood a bit. That's why entertainment is so... Entertainment is so important. Now I want to ask. So that, that is on the side of the consumer. I consume the shows. I watch your stuff. My life gets a little better. But for you, on the other side, as the one providing the entertainment, providing the comfort and everything, especially during the pandemic, how did you sort of get, get by, get through? How did you deal with your own personal challenges that the, the pandemic threw at you? And it's still continuing to throw at us for you to be able to still every morning go on air and do your thing. You know, it's so funny. You might think that the, 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 the reasoning would be more like, oh, people need me. You know, <laughs> I need to go to work because people need to laugh and I am the source of their strength. Yeah. It's not actually that, you know, you know how like, you know how like when something happens to you, whether it's, a momentous uh, event or maybe something that's a bit tragic mm-hmm. don't you get this need to tell someone yes like to to talk to a friend to talk to your, a significant other a family member gusto a mentor gusto mo ikwento just to get it off of your chest you have no idea how much it has also helped me knowing that that I have a platform, that people listen to what I have to say. You know, sometimes it's as, as silly as what show did I watch yesterday or, you know, whatever. Or something as, 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 as important as, let's say, kunyari, there's a hotbed issue at the moment and then we talk about it on the show. To be heard, you know, it is such... It is such uh, an honor for me that I will always be grateful for to have that kind of platform that if I have an opinion, that if I have a thought that I want to share with people, I have that platform. Uh, not just on radio, but also because of what I do on radio, then it also extends to my social media, to Twitter, to Instagram. You know, like sometimes one of the one of the worst things that can happen to a person's life is if they feel like if they feel invisible, yes. if they feel unheard, unseen, and they don't feel human because nobody sees you, nobody listens to you, nobody acknowledges that you're there. So I feel very fortunate that I have that kind of platform where I am not invisible. People see me, they hear me, they, they listen to what I think. They don't necessarily have to agree. Some agree, some disagree, but the fact that that they could hear what I have to say, they could listen to my point of view, is, is such a valuable commodity not, that not everyone has the luxury to say they have. And I, have been, I consider myself infinitely fortunate to be able to have that kind of luxury, to have people listen to what I have to say, no matter how small. You know, yeah. I may not have the, the the platform of the like the Hollywood celebrities or heads of states, but you know, to have that little pocket of of, of audience who listen yeah. to us and yeah. So as much as how you have helped people 
um, through the years because of radio. Like radio has saved some people's lives and has helped people. At the same time, it's also helped you. Even if you're the one, you're not the one. I mean, you're the one providing the content. You're the one using your voice and speaking. Radio as a platform, as you know, as 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 what it is, has actually really helped you. But the the thing, sorry, you're gonna you wanna no no because you can't be more correct than that. Um, some of the the most difficult times of my life, it was work. You know that really saved me. You know when my when my eldest sister passed away, when my dad passed away. I mean, these were the closest people to me, and people were like, when they found out that that you know family members of mine have passed away, they were like, why didn't you go on leave? I literally went on leave for like one day, two days, really, and I was at work even when you know they were lying in state. I would still go to work. And then, you know, I have to explain to people, I'm not being heroic. I'm not being overly professional. I need this because for uh, for four hours, I can take my mind off of my grief, you know, and just do the top 10, you know, and do the show. And for four, for four hours, I can take my mind off of the massive loss that I just experienced. Yeah. And yes, so to a degree, it, it has saved my life many times um, because it gave me something to do other than think about my pain. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the thing there, I think people have to understand, it's not, it's not acting like whatever's happening isn't happening. It isn't running oh, away yeah. from your problems. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's being able to, I think in this one, since it's four hours, it, it, you get to give yourself a break. And mm-hmm. then, get back to the problems that you're facing. Okay. The, the thing with radio though now, and, and you have seen this, radio has really changed through the years. I think one of the, bi- I, I just assumed one of the biggest things is social media. Before, you know, it was only, even if I listened to you for a lot of years, it was only, I don't know how old I was, but a lot of years after, that's when I found out, oh, this is how Chico Garcia looks like. You know, yeah. the, in, in radio, it's just your voice. Um, what what I did enjoy the one before, like you can go in the most cozy um, outfits, right? and then you can still perform as good as if you were, you know, wearing a suit or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in the in how radio has changed through the years with social media for you, what's the difference? What what are the biggest differences of radio today versus when you started out? Okay. Um. A lot of differences. Like you said before, it was about the skill of radio. And radio skill was all about your language, Mm -hmm. your communication skills. I mean, that was it. It didn't matter how you looked like. It didn't matter how many followers you have on Twitter and Instagram. It didn't matter how how you dressed like. Now you really cannot take away the person from the from the from the industry like when you enter people know who you are people know how you look like people know your political proclivities uh, they know your hobbies they yeah. know your they know what you your ate passions. the day before <laughs> and you don't have to be an excellent broadcaster you just have to be a personality i mean not to throw shade okay i'm just saying because you have all those other um, weapons in your arsenal, mm-hmm. 
it's no longer just how well you speak, how, how, how vast your vocabulary is, how well you transform thought into words. I mean, these were the OG skills that you needed to have. Even if you don't have those, you can make it in radio now, given that, you know, get your big influencers and uh, based, because people know who you are already. Yeah. Based on your TikTok, on your Instagram, on your Twitter, or whatever social media you have, parang immediately you will have um, a segment that will listen to you just because of who you are on social media. But then there are also people who would listen to you na parang okay siya sa TikTok, pero hindi pala siya okay sa radio. Pakinggan sa radio. So meron din namang ganon. But yeah, it's, it's very, you know, I would always say this, like if I entered radio now, if I were like in my teens now, and, and I would probably not make it in radio really? based on my personality, based on, you know, like I would be too shy to put myself out there. So yeah, I mean, it's very different in that way. Another big difference is before people would get into radio to become radio broadcasters. That was the end goal. I really, you know, based on what I've seen, I would say 90% now of people who enter radio enter it as a, as a, para siyang, ano, para siyang entering point into show business. Okay. Like they, they get into radio on their way to TV, on oh their gosh. way to, on their way to uh, YouTube, uh-huh. on their way to, TikTok or whatever. Like, para siyang halfway house. Like, yeah. people, very, very rarely do I hear people entering radio saying, this is what I want to be. You know, they would always say, okay, what do you eventually want to be? Meron silang ganun eh. Eventually, I want to be a YouTuber. Eventually, I want to be a, an artista. And yeah, because uh, we've had a lot uh, who, who've, um, who've entered the station, become DJs, and then they would... They would be pretty, I know, they would be pretty open about it naman and candid and say, yeah, I was expecting, you know, doors to open, but it didn't happen. So, you know, I'll take another route to my goal. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of people don't get into radio to be in radio the way we did. So um uh, those are the main differences. And of course, in yeah. Marami na talaga yung labanan outside of the actual radio industry yeah. because you have your everyone, you know, listen to any radio station. There's always Facebook Live. There's always yes. follow us on on TikTok, follow us on Facebook, you know. So it's it's now almost almost as if it's also a visual medium when before mm-hmm. it was purely an audio medium. Yes. So yeah, more yeah. and more we're becoming another platform. For the eyes and the ears. Yeah, I think it's also it's also similar to podcasts. When it, this is the second podcast I've I've done. The first I had a, I had a podcast a few years ago. This with my mom. It was just an audio format. But now this one I posted on YouTube. I make clips. I put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I put it on TikTok. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the game now. Eh? Like mm-hmm. content is everywhere. It's not anymore. When I was grade school, listening to you, I would. Consume content in the morning on the way to school for through the radio, and then I go to school, I go home, I do my homework, and then if I have time, I go to the internet, and then I can or watch TV, and then I consume more more media, more content. But now, 
people are being fed content 24/7 and mm-hmm. that's why th- th- that's just one of the main things that that's making radio change um i have a question i want to ask you that i also asked Aria, um last week with with everything changing and the amount of content that is being shoved down people's throats about we have we have these tiktoks we have we have instagram guides we have we have all these things we also have um, music streaming platforms we have podcasts are bigger now aka me um, <laughs> do you think that radio is a dying format there are people who have I've heard this ever since I went on radio exactly a, a couple of years exactly. ago not just a couple a lot of years ago what, what do you say to that to that statement I say okay you know what they they said this the first time I heard this was during the advent of the cell phone revolution. They were the saying, you know, our revolution, this is not the smartphone revolution. This is cell phone revolution. Yeah, because people were saying, well, you know, cell phone, smartphone, I mean, the mobile phone revolution. Yeah. It's just, you know, people were saying, you know, before our, our main rival was television. Now it's no longer television. Television, radio, print, our main enemy now, we have a common enemy and that is the cell phone, the mobile phone, the internet. Uh-huh. Because now, you know, bef- like, for example, uh, before, if you wanted to listen to the morning rush, you had to wake up at six o'clock to listen to it. But, you know, if you watch something on YouTube, you can watch it whenever you want. It's on demand. Everything is on demand because of the cell phone. Um, so they were saying that radio will be gone in a couple of years. And this was in 1997, 98. Oh, wow you know because of the cell phone and well you know what we're we're stronger than ever and we're still there kasi parang you know there's still drive time and you know in as much as you still get naman the music from your iPods from your from your phones from your gadgets from your whatever there's still something about content that that we bring diba like when we talk about stuff you know, it's still content. Iba lang yung, iba lang yung source. Diba? If, if you have YouTubers, you have radio DJs mm-hmm. and you have TikTokers and you have, you know, whatever other platform you have. So, we are not parang either or. We're and. You know, so you have all these platforms and you have and radio. Because you don't have to give up radio in order to, to I mean, I guess that's what we discovered Mm-hmm. With with all of these uh, content that's coming around, that people are insatiable, you know. So yes, they can listen to us on their way to work, and then when uh, you know, you can also watch YouTube. You can also listen to your favorite podcast. You can also be on Twitter. When you get home, same thing. Who says you can only watch one or the other? Yeah. So now that everything is on demand, even radio na nga, hindi na kap- on demand na kami, di ba? Even like, for example, the morning rush. If you miss it in the morning, you can, you can listen, listen to our podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess it would only, we would only be extinct if you can only listen to, let's say, it's either YouTube or radio. But it doesn't have to be that way. It can be yeah. YouTube and radio. So you can you can consume all of all of these wonderful content and uh, never have your fill. I mean, especially nowadays, diba? like people are insatiable when it comes to content. Like 
like you said, 24-7, you're consuming uh, all of these things. Yeah. So I, I think another way, because in a sense, when people say radio is a dying format, it's not radio that's dying. I think it's more of the nature of like what it was like back then on how to consume. And I think the game has just changed. That radio now is in the same league as when for, for when, when consumers have to choose like what, what media are they going to consume. Radio is one of them. It's not anymore just like, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's, it's not radio or the other. Okay. Uh, I, I have two more questions and then I want us to play the game. Um, first, we, we, we talked about the, how radio has changed. And I, I know that you don't super like thinking about the future, but if I could just throw this question to you, what do you think the future of radio is? Like, Do you have any assumptions, any guesses of like how the, the game is going to continue to change, what it's going to look like in the next coming years? Um, I'd like to think that like we will adapt to the changes. Like we said, they've been saying they've been saying that radio is a dying format since the turn of the millennium, diba? Right? Yeah. And uh 20 years down the road and we're still here. As 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 we were talking about before, na parang I think radio will just adapt. I don't know what the changes will be. Yeah, for sure it will be technological. It will be technological based. I don't know it one in what sense, maybe format based. Yeah, I have no idea. But what I do know is that we are going to be a difficult format to kill because we will just adapt. Like we said, okay, you want it on demand, then yeah, our radio shows will put it on a podcast so you can still catch it. So we're still here. So yeah. I can't really, I'm not a techie, so I don't know really how, how to kind of like predict what will happen to radio. But I'd like to think that we'll be sticking around. And yeah. um, because as, for me, talaga, as long as you have content, you will survive. It's yeah. just the format that will change. Yeah. The same way how radio has sort of changed and adapted, so have the, the jocks. As in... You, you know, you mentioned Kanina, you're, you're now personality. So there is more to the job than just the amount of time you spend on air. Now, mm-hmm. that, that leads to my last question before our game. This is one of the dilemmas also I had. I, I, I also did really consider what if I try doing radio full-time straight mm-hmm. from the student job program. Uh, but one of the questions I, I couldn't, I had a hard time answering is that when you commit to when you say you're a full-time radio jock and let's say that you have one show. So five to six times uh, a week, you're going to have a four, three or four hour show. But the thing is, you still have a lot of time. Like if we use the traditional basis of what the job would be, how much time you should spend. That's an eight, eight hours a day, eight to nine hours a day you spend working. But but he, he, here's the thing. Like, okay, good. You have, if you just, if you take a radio job, you have four hours of the day you're working. You still have a lot of time. But at the same time, you can't take any huge projects anymore because you already have that four-hour-a-day commitment. Um, so I wanted to ask, how did you, like through, through the course of your career, how did you fill up that, you know, that time? Because yes, you're a radio jock. That's, what, that's the first thing that comes in the, when you, when you, your resume, when it's Chico Garcia, what does he do? What does he do? Radio. But there are a lot of things that there are a lot of other things you do also. So how do you how did you go about navigating that and looking for what pieces can fit in your schedule and still complement what you do in radio? 
Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, you you answered the question. Okay. <laughs> it's it's exactly that. I mean, obviously, you can't take an office job. Obviously, you can't take something that's that's too big of a of a schedule commitment. Uh-huh. So, like for example, in my case, um, I did, um, you know, um, a lot of hosting pre-pandemic. So yeah, because you know, usually that's in the evening. So, you know, I would do corporate hosting, mm-hmm. I would do wedding hostings or whatever kind of hosting comes my way, I would I would take it because it is it works well as a complement to what I do. And it also um, utilizes the same skills that I do on radio, which is communication skills. And when we're on the radio, we're basically hosting, right? Yeah. And I tried a couple of other things before, like I also taught for a bit. Oh, so, you so did yeah, and Yon, for example, that was also just a couple of hours, right? So technically, mm-hmm. it fit, but what I realized was my voice couldn't handle it because oh. I was doing a four-hour job, four-hour talking job, mm-hmm. and then I would teach again. And when you're teaching high school and grade school, it's DJ times ten. <laughs> like sumisigaw ka na because they're not listening. Oh uh, God, everybody's yeah. like noisy. So you have to talk over them. Yeah. And you don't so, have songs to play na in the class You don't have songs to play. So it turns out I was exhausted. So ganun lang yun eh. Like you, you try to see what works and what doesn't. There was actually even a time in my life, early, early RX days, when I thought I could become a vet. So believe oh. it or not, I was doing the morning rush and I was I enrolled, re-enrolled in UP for vet med. Oh. So I was a DJ in the morning and I was taking classes after work, you know, like lunch, lunch to afternoon classes. I always chose lunch to afternoon classes. And oh my gosh, I lasted one semester and I said, nope, oh, not gonna happen. Oh, okay. So that's how you do it. Because you don't know until you give it a try. Yes. So nowadays with so many other options, I can see other things that you can do that complements what you do on radio. You can be a YouTuber, you can be a podcaster, you can be a full-time influencer, you can be, you know, that kind of stuff, you know? So, and I know a lot of DJs who do like commercial voicings. So ganun lang yun eh. You just have to find the things that will fit with whatever is left in your schedule that won't completely deplete you as a human being. Because yeah. yeah. it means you're doing too much. And, you know, sometimes you're like, Ako nga parang, I, I, do, I do four hours of radio. I have a once a week podcast. And, you know, talk to me in the weekend and I'm like, I'm exhausted. You know, people don't realize how much it takes from you. You know, like sometimes after work, like I'm I'm a vegetable on the bed, and I'm like, don't don't talk to me for the next two hours. And I'm like, yes. most people would be like, why? All you but did was you talk, but but they don't realize that performing like really drains you. Like especially, yeah. I, I don't know, maybe other people who, like I really give it 100% each time, so I'm drained. At the end of four hours, I'm 
I'm drained. I need like yeah. a, an hour, two hours where I just don't do anything. Maybe I'll just play a mobile game or yeah. play Pokemon or something or watch something because I can't. You know, it, it, it really takes a lot for me. So, yeah. You have, have to, one, you have to balance all of these together. I have one last follow-up question on that. On how t- talking is something that humans naturally do. But if you're on, if it's part of your job, uh, whether you're in radio, whether you do it um, in a podcast, there's a different type of talking, communicating that you have to do when it's game time, when you're on air. And I've had this a couple of times. Like I, I'm, I'm hanging out with friends, like just free time, and I start asking them questions, and then they hit me up with, "Oh, ano to, ano podcast na ba to? Like th- there's that, ano? And then I realized, like, oh no, I and I had to question. I, I had to sort of kind of fix, like kind of change the wiring of my brain a bit that, okay, when it's podcast time, okay, I know how to turn it on. But there are some, but when it's just, you know, free-flowing conversations with my friends, not on air, it's a different type of conversation. Like I have mm. to, I had to make the distinction of like, okay, these would be great to talk about and show to the public. And there are, these would be great to just keep to myself, just conversations. Like do, do you have to, do you do something where, when you like, th- th- is it different when you talk to when you talk to people on air and when you talk to people off air? Like, how do you make that change? This is one of the hardest lessons to teach new broadcasters, um, especially now. Because remember, like when when I started, DJs were solo. You had to do the whole Monster RX ninety three point one. How is everyone doing today? You know, it it has to sound very DJ. Yeah, but. In the advent of the conversational broadcasting, which we have now, and usually you have tandems, trios, sometimes more. Parang now everybody sounds like a podcast, like they're just talking to each mm-hmm. other. This is one of the most important and hardest to teach lessons for, for broadcasters, in my opinion. Yes, we are talking, but we are also entertaining people. And, and even, even like now, you're interviewing me, we're talking one-on-one, but this is not how we will be talking if we were in a coffee shop somewhere just yeah. talking to each other, hanging out. You know, as we are talking to each other, I am also thinking we are talking on a podcast that people will be listening to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 50% of you, it's the human you talking to another human being the other 50% is the entertainer saying, I have to pronounce my words this way so that people will yeah. understand me. I have to give a certain energy to it yeah. because people will be listening to this on, on, their, on their phones, on their gadgets. So you never forget that you're still entertaining people. So it's 50-50. You're 50% broadcaster, 50% the human being personal you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you that, never let go of both. Because if you're all broadcaster, then you're generic. You're just, you know, you're just a nice voice on the radio, on the podcast, on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But if you're only the other one, man, you don't sound professional. You just sound like this. Who's this person rambling on? You know, yeah. your thoughts have to be concise. You can't just, you know, I have thoughts. But before I say them, I try to make sure that it goes through a filter that says, say it in as concise as precise a way that you can. If you can say it in one sentence, say it in one sentence. If, if you can also say it in five, don't say it in five, say it in one. 
because you're still entertaining and you still have the attention span of the people listening to you to contend with. If you ramble on and on, they're going to turn you off. Yes. So you have to be a broadcaster and you have to be a human being both at the same time. Okay. That's a great that's a great reminder to me and also to other people who do this this mm-hmm. similar type of work. There's that invisible audience that you have to take care of. Even yes. if like w- the reason also why I called it Anton on one podcast. I really do th- there's that magic of of just two people conversing and then mm-hmm. people are just kind of listening in but at the same time yeah, you're right. It- it's still not going to be exactly the same. I want it, I I'd like to say it's going to be somewhat similar but it's not exactly the same as if it's just you and me talking with no invisible audience in mind. Yeah, obviously, I won't talk like this if it's just the two of us. <laughs> We'd probably be like, uh, 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 uh. yeah, okay. okay. And I don't have to be, I don't have to be, I don't have to have so much clarity. I don't have to be very eloquent. I don't have to be mm-hmm. very energetic. You know, if it's just me and a friend talking in a cafe. Yes. Um, yeah, never forget that you are still performing. Okay. And with that, we have one last performance for, for this show. Okay, so for this game, I, I like to play with all my guests. I'm sure you're already familiar with Tito Boy's Fast Talk. Oh, no. Okay. But here on the Anton on One podcast, okay. we have... Because my name's Anton Fausto. It's Faustock. Mm-hmm. The difference here okay. in the band, it's, it's the same. Um, I'll be asking you a question. There'll be some of them, it's blank or blank. Or I'll be asking you to answer a question or fill in the blank. And then um, answer whatever comes to the top of your head, however you interpret the question. But what I like here, what I like to do differently here is sometimes I'm going to ask for an explanation or the story behind okay. it. I, 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 I okay. like that more than just you know the answer. Okay. But first, start it off simply. First question is... Have one main job or many side jobs? One main job. Would you rather have dead air for one minute or you play the wrong commercial? Dead air for one minute. (laughs) Has it ever happened to you? I've never Mm. heard it, but then has it ever happened? No, no. You you know why? Can I just explain? Mm -hmm. That's because I also took up broadcasting. Mm Um, that's my course. So I know, like, even as a student, it's been ingrained in my head. The mortal sin of any broadcaster is dead air. Like, never, never have dead air. A lot of people who just entered radio, but who never took it up uh, as a course, don't get why it's such a big deal uh-huh. to them. But I've seen a lot of, like, new jocks, and they're like, yeah, okay, so... Parang, but if you're like broadcasting, oh my gosh, ah, it's like the worst, the okay? So it's super bad. But I would rather have that because it's just on me. It's my error. I suffer from it. If I play a bad commercial, uh-huh. we are talking money here. Oh. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, are talking, mm-hmm. we are talking clients here. Yes. And if your client finds out that you played the wrong commercial... That, that that entails that, a lot of money for uh, the station. Okay. So I don't wow. want that because it, you as a, as, a, as a DJ, you will not be able, ang shoulder nyan, it's the station. It's not you. You cannot afford to pay that kind of yeah. mistake. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Well, 
just just to because I so I asked this asked the same question to Ria. She answered she answered the opposite. She said she said wrong version. But okay, now that you explain it this way, when she gets to listen to this, she'll probably rethink her answer. Just just to just to defend her because she's not here to defend herself. <laughs> um, oh, w- one more thing I want to say with that dead air thing. I that's also what has taught to me like dead air is tricky. I didn't take up broadcasting, oh but yeah, it, it's a mortal, mortal sin. sin. What my challenge is now is that. Especially with the with the Zoom, with the tech, there are times I'm gonna say something. It's gonna take an extra second or two for the message to arrive and for the response to arrive. But then there are times I'm thinking like, oh my god, is this dead air? Like I have that. I know that's something I have. To, I've been having to. I've been trying to balance and deal with that. It's okay to have some silence. Like it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to be the entire 60 seconds of a minute you can hear someone talking like there are times that there's a one second pause there's a one and a half oh yeah pause. yeah that's not that's not considered dead air i mean yeah. like dead air is more like natapos na yung kanta nasa bathroom ka i mean that yeah. it's more of that you know uh-huh. i mean pauses obviously you know that's fine okay. and, and there are ways man <laughs> around it like kunyari, like we do that all the time kunyari, there's a malfunction a technical difficulty uh-huh. instead of getting dead air you 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 stall you talk na gan. Kanyari, kanyari, namatay yung computer, di ba? So you're like, oh my gosh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, my computer shut down, but you know what? It's fine. Oh, you know what? I caught this show on Netflix and it's really yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. you just stretch. I mean, that's how you get rid of dead air. Instead of there's nothing playing on air, di ba? So. Yes, okay. All right, next question. Would you rather host an event or interview an artist? Interview an artist. Do you prefer the... Conversations are are what you like, no? More yeah. than like the performing to a big crowd and having all those. Yeah, because like I said, I'm not really an extrovert. You know, I'm really a shy person. So okay. being in front of, believe it or not, no matter how many times I have done it, um, I still get very anxious before I go on stage for a hosting. No matter if it's just like a, a small event, like a wedding or like a big like corporate, corporate. Uh, uh, event, you know, I, I get nervous. I get anxious. So yeah, one-on-one conversations are fun. Plus, yeah. I'm such a fanboy. So like if I'm if I'm Arted, interviewing yeah. an, an artist, I'm so easily starstruck. So yeah, yeah. I like that. Now, now I, I know you love Pokemon, so I, I threw in a couple of Pokemon questions here. First one is, would you rather train one Pokemon to be super strong or equally train all your Pokemon? Oh, hmm. Because I'm a collector, so equally train all of my Pokemon. Okay. I'll, I'll if you watch the, the uh-huh. if you watch the latest, uh, the latest Pokemon uh, anime, Nintendo very wisely um, showed you the importance of both. Like, see, Ash is like to train your Pokemon for for battle. Yeah. So she's yung, yung PvP. She's yung uh, train your. Uh, I will be the best of the best, and then go. That's to cater to the Pokemon Go player. Shanaman, he doesn't, he's not interested in battling. He just wants to collect all of them. Catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Catch them all. Yeah. So ah. legit yan. Both, both aspects are legit. At least as far as Pokemon is concerned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My style kasi, when, when, I, when I play these games, the, the, the start Pokemon you have at the start, is like 20 levels higher than everybody else. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I like. Okay. Um, last Pokemon question. Do you prefer the old school Pokemon no 150 gang or this new generation of Pokemon? I, I don't I don't even I don't even follow this new generation anymore. Hmm. 
Well, my my all-time favorite Pokemon would be from the first generation. Yeah. Yeah, the first 150, but mainly because of nostalgia. Yeah. But I have to be fair to the other uh, regions uh, because there are awesome ones. But mm-hmm. I must say, as as padamena ng padame yung mga yung mga generations. Yeah, merong mga, marami ng fail. Yung mga parang how did that become a Pokemon? It's such a yeah. weirdly designed <laughs> Pokemon. Madami na siya. Pero to be fair, marami ring really really good ones, like yeah. amazing ones. So yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of hard to always because for sure the the first 150 Pokemon you don't have anyone to compare them to. So all of exactly. the 150 Pokemon are correct, mm-hmm. but when you start making mm-hmm. the the new hundreds and the new thousands, that's when it can get kind of weird. Just like in if, yeah. if you know the cartoon Ben 10, I used to like it when they were just yeah. Ben, and then they, they just kept adding monsters. I kind of stopped watching yeah. after that. <laughs> okay, um, all right, back to radio. If not radio, Chico Garcia would be doing black. In a perfect world, I'd be a writer. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. So, siguro, pwedeng ano pa rin siguro. Siguro, mm-hmm. like, I would probably write for for TV, for movies, oh, commercials. That's the writing you want to do. Even that kind of writing. Siguro, that would be my writing to put food on the table. But I would, my, my dream talaga is to write books, to be a novelist. I don't know if I'll ever get to do that in this lifetime, but yeah, it's my dream. I, th- I think I think you still can. Still got time. All right. Favorite thing about radio? Oh. Mm, the job hours. Okay. Oh, you, you. I really like the idea that you know after 10, see, I can guest in podcasts. Oh, right. I can sleep. I can play Pokemon. I can watch Netflix. Uh, like pre-pandemic. Day. Literally after board work, I'd go to Mega Mall, watch a movie, go home, play Pokemon, take a nap. Like literally, like if I didn't have hosting, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, that's that's still there, yeah. right? I I used yeah. to just think of your your times well, so out specifically. That's from wow, so you have to wake up, you have to sleep early. That's one. Then you have to wake up really early. But I forgot that's a whole another world of. You have the entire day, right? After. Like when when people like go to work, pa uwi na kami. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. And we have the rest of the day to relax. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I asked you your favorite thing about radio. What is the most challenging thing about radio? Uh, not having like vacations. I realized it's mm. my biggest struggle in radio. Like I almost resigned a couple of times in the past just to be able to. Because parang feeling ko parang one of my biggest passions is traveling, and I'm like, and I can't even travel. You know why am I working so hard to have enough money to be able to travel? But now that I have the the budget to travel, hindi naman kami makaleave because ang konti konti ng leave ng radio, de ba? And we don't have. We don't have like Christmas. We don't have New Year. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, we don't have like Signal Number Three. We don't have public holidays. Yeah, you know. So when everybody gets to stay home because of, you know, a, a holiday, we still have to go to work. So that's wow. you know, that's, that's so a that struggle. The, that's a, the that's like the the highlight and the low light. Is that the thing? Mm-hmm. That's the best thing, the most challenging thing. The, the arts. Like, yes, you have yeah. a lot of free days, but also you don't really have free days. Wait, but Isn't it different now? Like you can, 
you guys are doing the morning rush some of you are at home like w- yeah when but you're still you can, at work yeah but I mean like you can do it I, I think it, it's more Usu now there are a lot of people they're living in the beach and they're still working there have you considered like well, um, well that's that's an option uh-huh. but uh, of course the biggest challenge there is the internet ah uh, okay and the, the reliability- I mean you can pero kunyari you're like in a medyo far flung area ah, na hindi pa naman masyado maganda quality is not always nice so I okay. don't know if that will work everywhere maybe in some like good uh, like hello Batangas lang eh sometimes if you're in a beach in Batangas wala kang signal so how mm. can you like go on board yeah. diba unless you have like really good internet yeah yeah that's that's right but I, I do think that it's going to be a little more it, it's not, not 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 yet like it's not as easy as you can just do work anywhere but I think we are in the transition now that we're heading will there be, it, yeah, yeah yeah no okay okay um, last few questions okay this one I'm interested to know what does Chico Garcia listen to while driving Oh, I, I, like because I listen to like pop music every single day. I I'm constantly make playlists, useless playlists, because I have different moods. Uh-huh. As in, like literally anything and everything, even to the point that that I've made like a playlist for like. Alam mo yung mga anime opening themes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh okay. Hey, that's but, yeah, true. So like, yeah, I just I just get bored after a while because yeah, that's that's my life. That's yeah. my uh, that's my work. So I try to like literally like sometimes in a week, out of seven days, seven different new playlists. Sometimes wow. if I go walking around, I make one. What am I in the mood for today? Okay, so I'll I'll make one in- immediately. So people who work in radio are usually like that. Like yeah. we have the weirdest taste in music yeah so i listen to everything like everything that's something that that comes to the job so you as a person as a music listener you like listening to different types of genres different types of songs but a reality we have to face is the radio more often than not plays yung ano yung sikat like what what songs are being requested a lot what Mm -hmm. songs are in the top but what do you do pag sawa ka na sa kanta Oh, it's a skill you learn early on. Uh-huh. Like, you're listening to it, but you're not listening to it. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was newer, it would drive me crazy. Yeah. Like, pag paulit-ulit na yung kanta. Because I would actively listen to it. And then I realized that it is a skill that you can cultivate. Like, you can hear it. You can literally hear it. But you're not listening but to it. But you're not listening. Oh yeah, I had that in school. Joke, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I did. I did have exactly some like classes. that. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Okay. Para, so so you don't get sick of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like sometimes I'm like I'd request a song, and then Hazel would be like, uh, "We just played it," and I'm like, "Oh, we did." Because it's parang alam mo, uh, in one ear out the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's something that you learn the longer you stay in radio. Okay. Okay. And with, hi, here, next one. With your many, many years in radio, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but is there a favorite radio partner? Oh. Hmm. Ito, honestly, honestly, it's hard to peg because I can give you a favorite for one aspect. Okay. And a favorite for another aspect mm-hmm. gets... Alam mo yun yung parang, ito favorite ko kasi... We can break it down. We can break it lagi down. Like, kaming, lagi kaming... 
Yeah, like for example, no, like for example, um, not so much, ano, not so much um, co-host, but like teams. Mm-hmm. Like for example, for example, when uh, it was the three of us, Del Gino and I, parang it was very different because it was very OG and uh, parang we were talking about parang serious things, not serious things, parang ganon. And then, for example, the current team were more magulo and yeah. were more uh, irreverent. Uh-huh. But at the same time, we're also more like unfiltered. So gets yung parang it's it's a different flavor eh. and yeah each oh, it's, it's a little more era, mature now. Than... Parang it's it's exactly exactly parang each era of the show every time there's a new because remember each person brings something different to the formula. Yeah. So when you change it, minsan dalawa lang kayo, it's magiging tatlo, ngayon apat, 'di ba? So um the the formula changes, the dynamic changes and each time Maybe it maybe one is maybe A is better than B in one aspect, but B is better than A in another aspect. So I can't really just like okay. whittle it down to this is better than that. So yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a very that's a great way to answer it. I've heard a lot of, I mean, in my in my experience also, like when I got to work in mix, also you you hear a lot of we get to interview a lot of these artists and you, you throw in some tough questions, but there are always ways of. Not like not giving a specific answer, but still answering the question. I'd have to say that's one of the best ones. Like the, the one, the one you just had, the way you explained. Because um, like, I know, because I hear it now, the ba na parang they'll say, "Oh, I really like this version of the Morning Rush better than the others." And uh-huh. then you'll hear, and then and then I'll listen to them, and then I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense." Yeah. And then I'll hear another person say, "And the ang gusto ko nung kayo nila ganito." And I'm like, and, oh, tama rin naman yun. Yeah, tama yeah. din naman. And then I'll hear another one say, ay, pinakagusto ko yung ngayon kasi ganito, ganito, ganito. And I'm like, oh, nga, no? Like, you ask different people and you'll probably get different answers. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, last and final question. What is your message to 25-year-old Chico? Oh. You could travel back in time. First, um, I have to figure out where I was at the time. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I was very new in RX. Yeah. Let's sorry. Yeah, I let, can new. I can I let me paint a picture. Let's say um, it's one of the first few shows you had in the Morning Rush, and yeah. you were guested. Like 2021, Chico was a guest back in 1996, and you got to talk to your 25 year old self. What would you say? I would just say, you can do it. You can do it. I I won't warn myself because I'm not very good with that. That's why I don't like I don't like going to mga fortune tellers and ganyan kasi pag bad na nararattle ako. Ah. Kasi parang if cuz I know what 25-year-old Chico will be going through and it's not going to be easy. But I don't want to rattle him because I'm easily rattled. So I will spare him the details. I won't tell him that oh you have to be strong ha marami kang pagdadaanan kasi if I say that I will panic and you I probably will it. not do I will anticipate it I will dread every minute I will be constantly looking over my shoulder ito na ba yon ito na ba yung ito na ba yung tragedy ito na ba yung mahirap ito na ba yung test so I will just say you know what 
you'll do it. You'll make it. No matter what, you'll make it. You'll do it. You can do it. Parang I'll just be the biggest cheerleader I can be to 25-year-old Chico because I think positive reinforcement is the best thing that works for me. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Wow. And with that, your message, I feel like I want to take that message for myself because I just did it. Thank you very much, Chico, for, for <laughs> guesting here. Um, thank you. I, again, I, I, I'm sure you hear this a lot of times, but I really want to thank you for the work that you've done. You've made, I, I used to have afternoon classes. And then as I, like when, you, when I got to like grade, I don't know, grade three or something, I had morning classes and I didn't like waking up early in the morning. But then mm-hmm. getting to hear you and Dalamar, like just, I remember my friends now before. I arrived in school and I did always wanted to text and give a suggestion or wanted to call and guess in the show but I never had the guts but then this is so much better I get to right? actually have you for more than an hour and, and pick your brain and talk to you so I'm really really grateful and um, I'm looking forward to more work more stories and more laughs that you're going to be doing in the future and thank you for having me and uh, like I said uh, who would have thought That's why I always say, like, you'll never know, right? I mean, you'll never know what happens in the future. Would I, would I have thought that, you know, uh, former radio ones will be co-hosts, or and you know, like, I'll be guesting in former radio ones' uh, podcasts, and some radio ones have become clients of mine. So, oh. you know, like, you'll never know. You'll never know what happens in the future. That's why, don't don't be afraid of it. The future will take care of itself. Uh, it will arrive, no matter. I mean, whether we like it or not, it will happen. Uh, we just have to be prepared and we just have to be willing to adapt to whatever comes our way. But thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, I hope I get to see you soon and talk to you again next time. 